0: Okay, now where do you go from here, <laughs> Brother Gall, Where are you at? There you are. Thank you. That was a blessing. Thank you so much. Amen, amen. You know, um, in the world we're living in today, the the uh, I, I made mention of this somewhere in the past couple of days that that um, um, you know uh, back in the goodness had to be there early at the most mid eighties and and uh, you know Brother Hagan was was the Kind of the granddaddy of the teaching revival. Yeah. And then uh, it was just kicking into high gear. As far as I, I knew. And as I made mention, the other, I think it was maybe whatever it was, Thursday night. Uh, and I remember, he just, you know, real quiet for an hour or so. And all of a sudden he turned and he said, you know, the teaching revival's beginning to wane. Yeah. And I, th- I thought, okay. Probably 10, 15 minutes later, he says, there's a move of the Spirit coming. Well see, you know, as I said, my mama didn't raise a dummy, you know, I I thought I I can take this one and this one, put these two together and he's basically saying, Get ready. Don't get stuck in one because God's about to just change what he's He never changes the word, never changes his person, but he'll emphasize different things. You know, your body needs different things at different times. My body needs uh uh (laughs) hot fudge Sundays was where I was headed. My Sometimes my body just needs a good big piece of pie with ice cream on the top. It needs that. It does. It does. God. Seafood. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes. But no, seriously, you know, I mean, uh, we used to, we spent a lot of time around Eastern Europe, or East Germany and all that. And and uh, and they tell us that, you know, the, the wintertime in East Berlin, where they were told they had everything and those poor people in the West didn't have anything. Um, they said what they, what they'd pray and believe God for at Christmas time was a couple oranges or something because they just didn't have any fruit or vegetables in there. And, and they said when they, when the wall came down and they, they went rushing from the, the east into the west where there was stuff and the, the, the West German government would give them some Deutschmarks, some, some, yeah. it was some West German uh, currency. And they didn't run to get clothes and, you know, all this stuff. Everybody would run to the grocery stores and get fruit and vegetables because their bodies needed it. And sometimes our bodies need certain things, so God will emphasize. So what Brother Hagin said, you know, way back there, he said there's a, he said the teaching revival, not, not the teaching's gonna stop, but as a major emphasis, the teaching revival's beginning to wane and what, but there's something coming. What is it? He said there's a move of the Spirit. Well, so I made a mental note and I thought, I'm not sure how you get ready for this, but I'm going to find out yeah. how you get ready for moving of the spirit. And, and then, you know, of course, later on, he said well, what God's doing today is he's building strong local churches that know how to flow with the Holy Ghost. Well, from the time he started saying that, the church world took a turn the other direction. And a lot of places, it's like, uh, uh, you know, uh, the book of Acts said they, they didn't know whether there'd be any Holy Ghost. That's a truth. You know, there's an awful lot of that going on. And so it 's very important today that we have uh, in so many churches uh, Brother David and I were just talking a few minutes ago and across the and again not criticizing anybody that's not that 's not what we 're trying to do, but sometimes you have to recognize a, a a a lack in the body before you can pray and ask God to bring some fruit and vegetables in you know and and so uh, you know so many places uh churches you know churches uh a lot of times very very big churches um they've probably gone for years without having a uh an apostle a, a prophet a, an evangelist a teacher and maybe not even a pastor don't know but some so a lot of times these gifts are, are missing well what's what's what what do you do if the the, the gifts are missing you ask god to launch them back in yeah. and so bless you brother we need your gift thank hallelujah god. thank you thank you brother david each gift Amen. hallelujah you know, I was just, I'm going to, I was thinking when, you know, sitting in the service and I like to lean back and say, okay, what, what, you know, I, I like to learn what's the Holy Ghost doing? What's he emphasizing? And, um, you know, and I was just a couple things, you know, um, um, if you, uh, if you go back to second um, Kings, uh, I think it's the second chapter. Where you know Elijah had uh, he threw his mantle on Elisha, and then fifth, he he worked with him for fifteen years in the ministry of helps, washed his donkey, carried his suitcases, you know, the whole bit. And then of course you get into the second chapter, uh, second chapter of of, uh, of Second Kings, and remember back there when he went to all these different places, and he said, "I'm going to Gilgal, you stay here." I'm going, and finally he went to Jordan. <clears throat> Elijah did, and um, um, he. Smote the waters and they parted in both directions and he went on the other side and chariot of fire took him up and away they went. But, you know, but Elisha had been watching him and he said, he finally, he said to Elisha, he said, you've been really faithful. What do you want? He said, I want a double portion of what's on you. Okay. It wasn't fame and fortune. I want the anointing. I want a double portion of the anointing. And so what happens was Elijah's going up the whirlwind and Elisha just throws the mantle over the side. The man's gone, but the mantle stays. Okay, and so Elisha goes over and I'm I'm headed for a phrase here. Elisha goes over and picks up the mantle that he's been watching for 15 years. Didn't say he handled it, didn't say used it, just said he watched it for 15 years. He learned the art of working with the anointing. He, he, He learned from those that went before him. And so he took that and he walked back over to the Jordan, he wrapped the mantle together and I, what's it, what's the phrase? Where's the Lord God of Elijah? We ought to be very familiar with that. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? Well, you know, I've read that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times over the past 40 some years. And I've thought, well, you know, really, really bringing it to today. The question is not where's the Lord God? The question is, where are the Elijah's of God? Where are the Elijah's of God that will invest in the next generation, get them ready? Where are the Elijah's of God that will take somebody along and, and not be easy on them, but be hard on them? You know, make them go after the things of God. We're the, Elijah, we're the Elijah's of God. But I've got one more question. My next question now is, where are the Elisha's of God. We're the ones that'll put up with whatever they need to put up with. And learn and watch and grow and, and keep watching the anointing of God until they step into their place to do what they're supposed to do. We're the, we're not, just, not just where's God, not just where Eli, the Elijah's, we're the Elisha's of God. And I was just thinking about that. I thought, you know, we've been talking about it for two days now. God raising up a new generation of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We've talked about the fact that Lester Sumrall supposedly said in ministry, in life, you spend your first 20 years learning, your second 20 years uh, doing, and your third 20 years uh, imparting or passing things on. Uh, and and, uh, and I was thinking, you know, I, I believe what we're watching right now, what we're going to be watching in the days to come, um the uh, Scarlet made mention a little while ago about the marathon. I have never run a marathon. I've never had a desire to run a marathon. I've watched them on TV, and God bless them. You know, when those people hit that wall, I'm thinking I'm glad they're hitting the wall and not me. You know, um, but but you know, of course, I, when I was in when I was in uh, school, high school, uh, I was in track and field, and I was a sprinter. I love to sprint. I don't like all that long stuff. Uh, you know, I just just give me a hundred meters, and I am very happy. Two hundred meters at the most. These guys that go longer, they're just beating themselves up. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I I so I love the sprint. But somebody told me, you know, years ago, said, well, when you get in ministry, you have to get the mentality to switch from a sprinter to a marathon runner. In other words, you got you can't you, you you can't look at it. Boy, I'm gonna I'm gonna just give this everything for a year. You gotta you gotta give it everything until you're done. Okay. But then. Then somebody said to me one time, "I'm going to throw this in." Somebody said to me one time, "You're thinking marathon. You're missing it." I said, "What do you mean I'm missing it? You're thinking sprint or marathon?" He said, "What you need to be thinking is is um, um, uh, relay, because because one of these days you're going to stop, and somebody else is going to have to pick that baton up and go." Yeah. And if you're smart, you're going to train somebody. So you know and and uh I was talking to somebody about this the other day and and uh, i was I was in a lot of relay teams for a period of time and and they would train you on how to pat how to pass the baton off, yeah, and you didn't just run up if if you didn't do it right, you'd get disqualified if you crossed the line, so what you had to do is you had to get it where you you know as you're coming up on the guy that's going you're going to hand off to you know you got to holler at a certain point for him to take off because when you make the handoff, you got to be running the same speed. So you hand hand the baton off and he's already going the same speed so you don't hit the end of the thing and and crash into the next guy. And I thought what we're doing today is I believe God's using um, a lot of folks to train up the next generation, the Elishas. The guys like Gall here that yeah. can take that and run with it doesn't mean you're done. It means you're you're running the same speed now. Amen. You're passing things off, and I believe we're going to see a lot of that Amen. because we're learning we're learning to switch from sprint to marathon and marathon to 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 uh, uh, relay. And one of these days, one of these days, we're going to hit the end of the the the, the fourth guy in the relay, and we're going to hit the cross the, the finish line. There's going to be a flash of light, and we're going to realize we've we've checked out, and we're we're uh at the marriage feast. Yeah. So anyway anyway
1: Where well, there'll be pie and ice
0: cream. Where there's gonna be there's gonna there is a dessert table there as far as the eye can see. It's non fat, it's non calorie. Right Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, meeting's over, let's go to lunch. I have these I'm having these visions of Brahms. It's a place in Tulsa. Hallelujah. now i've gotten over in the flesh i got to find my way you know (laughs) it's fun there anyway father we thank you thank you for what you've done in this meeting yeah you've done far beyond what the eye can see thank you for what you've done for us and to us and in us but now what you'll do through us and i thank you for it dear father in the wonderful name of jesus glory to god And we thank you for the remainder of this particular service. We trust you for utterance to do whatever you want to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, it's been an honor to be able to be here. We've had such a great time, and and um, and then for for David and Scarlett, you know, to to be able to launch out with all the help of all the people that have helped. It takes a whole team to do that. But somebody's got to have the vision. Somebody's got to somebody's got to stick their neck out and uh you know and just go after it and 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 believe god for the budget and all this and so so i appreciate what you guys have done so thank you for inviting us to be a part of it hallelujah we've had a blast glory to god amen 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 hallelujah praise god amen well you know um uh there's been so many different so many so many uh, you know anything that goes in a straight line, any river that goes in straight lines, man-made. But the river of the Holy Ghost is going to twist and turn and go a lot of different because it's taking water to places where it needs to go. So meetings like this are going to take some turns. Why? Because it's taking it's taking water where it needs to go. And so, um, so anyway, um, actually, Brother David and I were just talking just you know before this this particular session started, and uh, we're talking about how. Uh, he used the term demonstration, how God wants to demonstrate some things. Yeah. Well, actually, this morning and just when I woke up, I was laying there thinking, I don't know where this I, I don't know where this meeting's going to. I don't know where any meeting was going to go this week. It's just, you know, it's 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 moving in the spirit.
1: <laughs> I know. You
0: you have what you say <laughs> or write or whatever. And uh, but but, you know, but I was just kind of thinking, pondering, you know, I, I thought I, I don't know. If I'll do anything, if I do anything I don't know what I'm gonna do, and that's all right. And sometimes I don't know what I did after I get done. I don't even know what I did during that time. But but um, but I kept getting the, the scripture um, over out of first Corinthians chapter two verse one, where Paul says, And I brethren, when I came to you it came not with enticing words of man's wisdom, I'll maybe back it up. And I, brother, when I came to you came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my my speech and my preaching. You don't do away with preaching. But my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but demonstration of the spirit and power so your faith won't be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Paul knew that. Now, if you go back through and follow, the interesting story here is the Apostle Paul, What he was in... 17th chapter of the book of Acts, he was in, in Athens. He was in Athens. And Athens it, today is the same as Athens was back there when he was there. Everywhere you look, there's a now destroyed temple of some god somewhere. You go up on Mars, Mars Hill, you look out over the city, and there's just all kinds of ruined temples out there. And and, and uh, you know, it's basically, you know, you go some nations and they're godless nations. You go to some nations and they got so many gods they don't know what to do with them. And, uh, and Greece is an interesting place right now. Uh, I love it there. We love going into Greece. We love going into Athens. Been a couple of years since we've been there, but but uh, Paul was in when he was in Athens, uh, Acts 17th chapter, he, and he preaches this amazing message about the unknown God. Great message. Okay, he gets all done, and and all these people go. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe we'll come back and hear him sometime. That's about the best you see. He leaves Athens. And it's one of the places he did not plant a church, best I can tell. So he goes from there, that's the 17th chapter of Acts, the 18th chapter of Acts, he goes to Corinth, when he gets to Corinth, he says, and I, brethren, and I, brethren, it looks to me like some things are more choice than we thought, okay? Choose to not have the things of the Spirit, choose to not have a move of the Holy Ghost, choose to not have gifts of the Spirit, or choose to have a flow of the Spirit of God choose yeah. to have the gifts of the Spirit and manifestation yeah. choose to have miracles choose to have the name of Jesus it's yeah. a lot of these things that's well and we'll see what God's going to do I think most of the time God's ch- he's checking to see what we're going to do
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: so anyway he gets over there in Acts the uh, uh, 18th chapter he goes from Athens to Corinth and then when we read back here when he's writing to the Corinthians he says and I brethren when I came to you Came not with excellency of speech or wisdom. If anybody could have come with excellency of speech or wisdom, it was Paul. The man was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was educated. If anybody could pontificate, it was Saul of Tarsus. He said, but I, brother, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. God's testimony. I had a kingdom. I got it stolen from me. I sent my Redeemer, and I reached Him back in, and now I'm going to have a harvest, and we're going to spend eternity together. In a nutshell... Or as T.L. Osborne said, God's creation, Satan's deception, Jesus' substitution, and man's restoration. That's God's testimony. Okay? So, he said, Now, brethren, when I came to you, uh, I came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. Now, I determined, I chose not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Okay, now, and I was with you, now he goes on and says, and I was with you, not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but demonstration of the Spirit. Now, I don't know, because I, I wasn't there, you know, Paul never gave me any private information, but I've just looked at that and I thought, Paul went to, to Athens and he gave this amazing message, you know, the unknown God, great, great message, great sermon, all that, but I didn't see any demonstration. okay. You know, when, when, when he wrote to the Thessalonians, he talked about how he came with the power of God. To, to the Corinthians, he came with the power of God. But when, he, when, when we see him in Athens, we don't see that. I don't know. I've wondered if Paul didn't preach this great message, gets done, everybody goes, ah, that's kind of cool, maybe we'll come back and listen to him sometime. I think he went from there to Corinth and said, enough of this being, you know, uh, politically correct. I'm coming with the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to come giving him all the I'm not going to pontificate, I'm coming here with the demonstration of the Spirit. And when he goes with the demonstration of the Spirit, he plants a church and writes two letters to him. Okay? And so um, I believe we're at a time today when we've got to and I'm again, I'm convinced it's more choice than what we thought. Well, we're just going to wait and see what God might do. You know, we're just going to pray for the next 25 years and see if we can get something to happen. Yeah. I think there's more choice to it than what we've thought. Paul said, I determined. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I chose. You can look that up in the Strong's. I chose not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. He came in there with the gospel, but as a gospel was demonstration of the spirit. And so i um, you know, just like, just like what we've had so far this morning. We've had, we've had a demonstration of the evangelist ministry. Yeah. Yes. Demonstration of that. Yeah. I don't know, I, I don't think God can get it stirred up in the kingdom, in the body, in the church world, until we get some demonstration of it. That's right. Paul said that what you've seen and heard and learned in me, do it. Sometimes you, nobody's doing it because they haven't seen it.
1: Yeah.
0: Or heard it. Right. <laughs> so anyway. Anyway, so I'm just going to land on that for a few minutes. We, uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've got a library full of books. I've read for years after uh, Smith Wigglesworth, John G. Lake, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, back there, the forefathers, mothers. You know, and, uh, and I noticed back there that the one thing about all these individuals was they, they had a, a consistent flow of God demonstrating things. You know, I was just thinking this morning about Smith Wigglesworth. You know, he uh, uh, he you know he'd stay at people's homes when he traveled, and he was an apostle of faith. He he traveled the nations of the world, apostle of faith. He 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 took faith in God and he just planted that everywhere. But with the miraculous, and uh, you know, I mean, here's a story I read years ago about, uh, um, if I've got it correctly. Uh he's staying in this particular house, do these people stay in their house? The the man of the house uh was born with no feet, didn't have any feet, walked with you know two canes, walked didn't have born without feet. Wow. And uh Wigglesworth told him one day, said uh, go to the store, buy buy a pair of shoes. Well sure. What size? You know. So the guy does. He knows Wigglesworth. He's watched the fact that the guy walks in the supernatural, has miracles, and God uses him and demonstrates his love and his power. He goes down there, goes into a shoe store. He, uh, he orders a pair of shoes. The guy brings it out. He puts a shoe on that one leg, picks his leg up, stomps it down. Instantly a foot forms inside. Puts the other shoe on, picks the leg up, stomps it down. Instantly a foot forms in the other one. Leaves the crutches behind, pays for the shoes, and walks out. Demonstration. Another time, Wigglesworth, you know, he's he's doing a meeting, and and uh, the, and he's ministering to people. Miracles are flowing, and they bring this lady up to him. She has a giant, giant tumor in her abdomen, and they bring this lady up. They had to help her up there on the platform, and uh, they got these guys holding her up. Wigglesworth just says, uh, "Let go over." Didn't pray for it. Didn't lay hands on her. Said, "Just let go over." They let go and she just dropped in a heap. That's painful. Said, so pick her up. They picked her back up. Said, let go of her. They let go. She just dropped into a heap. Said, pick her up. So they picked her up. Said, let go of her. They let go. She just fell into a heap. About that time, some guy in the crowd stood up and called him a few names. He says, I'll tell you what, you take care of your business. I'll take care of mine. I don't think you wanted to mess with Smith Wigglesworth. But, uh, anyway, he said, pick her back up. They picked her up, said, let go of her. They let go of her. She fell in a heap. He said, pick her up again. This time when they picked her up, there was a giant tumor laying on the platform. It was totally gone. It had passed supernaturally from her body. And she got up and she just just looked as normal as anyone. Praise. Okay? Demonstration of the power of God. But he had to stick with it. Amazing. But, you know, and you could go on and on. You just All these demonstrations of the Spirit of God. We could go on and on and on and on. I was thinking... Um, uh, oh goodness. Brother David, you, you, I'm sure you could tell this one a whole lot better than I could, uh, when A.A. A. Allen had that baby brought in Birmingham. Yeah, right. Do you know, do you know the?
1: 20,
0: Twenty-six birth defect? birth defect. Tell that. Where's the, where's the mic? Right. If you don't mind. I'll just sit here. Okay, just sit there, but you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. D- d- demonstration of power. Well
1: actually, it? I was in a little, uh, meeting there was an advertising agency in Tulsa that was representing RW Shambach's uh media and everything uh-huh. and so the owner of the advertising agency called me and said, We've got about twenty five employees here and um we're gonna have a little chapel service in the agency and RW Shambach's gonna do the the little service, would you like to come? And I said, oh yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. I, I was working at Raymond. I tore out and left. I was able to, to leave for kind of lunch hour. And so I went over there to the agency and somebody asked him, what is the greatest miracle you've ever seen? And he said it was one with brother Allen. And it was this, uh, woman. I'll shorten it up, but this woman, uh, had brought her baby, uh, to the, to the meeting. This one was not in the tent. It was in a civic center and, um, uh, brought the, the baby, 26 birth defects, uh, and, uh, um, brother Alan got it by word of knowledge, and it was very dramatic, and of course, and, but, um, anyway, he started calling out the, the different things, you know, it was, uh, there was no, uh, there was, there was an eyeball, but it was like milk glass, there was no cornea, or ret- you know, anything to the eyeballs, mm-hmm. so it was like blindness, deafness, uh, the child, they couldn't even determine if it was a male or a female, there was nothing to determine. I mean, it was just like everything that could be missing from a person was, you know, the feet were malformed, the, there was no fingers, just blobs for hands. And, you know, every, I mean, it's just, just this poor child. And so, um, uh, brother Allen was calling the, 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 uh, calling these out. And he said, uh, is where are you? Is that lady here? That's got this was by word of knowledge. Is that lady here that's got this baby? And um, brother Shambach said, "I went and got the microphone cord." He said, "There is a bunch of us evangelists being trained by brother Allen," and he says, "I went and got the mic cord and stood behind him so I could see this. She brought this child up was a basically a, a blob of flesh." Mm-hmm. And uh, he began to pray in the name of Jesus, like nobody prayed like him, you know if you've ever heard his voice on recordings and he began to pray in the name of Jesus, and uh, they watched the eyeballs form uh, they watched the 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 fingers form the nails on the feet the t- toes, and everything, and they were able to uh, later check out the child and and he was a, a boy. He was a, a man, and they couldn't tell before. But, uh I mean, every part of this child was completely in about, he said it took about 15 or 20 minutes for everything to form. And there was, you know, several thousand people there that could watch, you know, if you were close enough, you could watch this miracle in process. So it's like God completed the child's wholeness in front of them all and he handed that baby back to the mother and said here's your son you know wow (laughs) so that's the story 26 26 26 birth defects birth defects
0: wow in in 15 minutes yeah wow that's a demonstration that's a demonstration god will do that all different capacities i remember when i was oh man i got i was at college 1972 i got got saved grew up in church but ran from god went to a meeting got saved um and um and so I mean, I, and I'm trying to figure out what to do with my life. And and uh, anyway, there was a there was a, a a Baptist girl in my dorm. Okay, just loved Jesus. This Baptist girl. Well, I got to, you know I got to talking with her, and she and I'd gotten filled with the Holy Ghost. And uh, you know she's talking to me about Baptist doctrine. I thought, well, I know what that is. I grew up Baptist. Okay, uh, I just didn't get saved until I was in college. And uh, so she, uh, so we're talking about this, and I, and I'm talking to her about. Getting baptized in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues. Well, no, she says our pastor's against that. He he preaches against that all the time. And uh, she was a you know lived about maybe forty miles away, and um, from the school there from Michigan State. And so she's telling me about all this, and I said, I'll tell you what, make you a deal. I said I'll go to your church with you if you'll go to a meeting with me why there's this group called full gospel businessmen (laughs) now i've never been to one of their meetings i don't know anything about it but the fact they call themselves full gospel i figured they always have miracles so i said there's a place i don't know who these people are but they call themselves full gospel and they're going to have a meeting in the tent at outside the hilton hotel in troy michigan same one where brother hagan had that meeting that i talked about the other night um just a different year um and and uh, I said they're going to be having one of their conventions, and I said I don't know anything about these people, but they're they're full gospel, so I can guarantee you if we go there, you're going to see a miracle. Which I found out later it wasn't always the case. But uh, she said okay, I'll take you up on that. So anyway, so so I went you know to her church with her, and she apparently told the pastor I was coming, and he spent the whole service blasting me. I mean, he let me have it on all this tongue stuff. And I thought, Doc, you got to me too late. That's I talk in tongues every day. <laughs> and, well, that's of the devil. I thought if it was of the devil, I'd have heard that where I'd been the last five years.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: And there weren't nobody talking in tongues where I was hanging around. That's so that true. Yeah. So anyway, so we sat through that whole thing. So I said, okay, my turn. So we went, you know, I went picked her up and, and we went to this, uh, tent meeting and, uh, and, and uh, full gospel businessman. So it just went forever, you know. It's like somebody said to one, John Osteen was one, at one of those one time and they said, brother Osteen, you know, you're getting ready to speak. How, why didn't you shave today before you came? He said, I did. <laughs> they, they went long. But anyway, so, so.
1: That's great. Uh,
0: so anyway, so, you know, it's, it's in a tent and, you know, everybody, the place is full and, and, you know, found places to sit. Probably about halfway back over on this side. And I said, you just get ready, to you'll see a miracle tonight. And, uh, you know, I didn't know you didn't see a miracle at every full gospel businessman's meeting. Nobody told me that. Right. But I tell you what, God demonstrated. He demonstrated. And, and I still remember, there's a particular um, uh, minister slash businessman that... Uh, he got up and he got up to take the service and he looked down. And he said, "I see, uh, I see this lady down here with this little boy with all with braces on both legs." He said, "Mama, bring that boy up here. Just a little guy about this tall, you know, all oh. braces, both legs." Said, "Has he ever walked? You know, he never taken a step in his life. We're trying to, get, you know, trying to get him to learn to walk. You know, never taken a step in his life." He said, "Never." She said, "No, never." He said, "Now, who's that right next to you over there?" She said, "That's his pediatrician." That's the that's the guy oh, wow. that's working with him. Hey, come up here. You come up here. Got the pediatrician up there. Okay, so I'm sitting back here going, hey, you watch. You watch. You know, watch. And I'm telling you, that that minister said, he said, Mama, take those braces off. Take those braces off that little guy. So she, you know, okay, she took the braces off. The pediatrician, you know, whoever he is, he's right there, you know, and watching the whole thing. He says, all right, you got the braces off? She said, yeah. He put his hands and said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to be well. He said, now set him on his feet. And she held him up. He said, I command you to walk in the name of Jesus. That little guy took two or three steps. And all of a sudden, he took a few more. And within, oh, maybe 45 seconds, he's running back and forth across the platform. And I said, see, I told you. I told you. I told you. I was right. And she's standing there. She's weeping. She's crying. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I said, I told you. I told you you were wrong. Anyway. But it's a demonstration. As much for me as it was for this lady, this young lady, I mean it was like I'd never, I'd never seen anything like that. It was just a faith a faith statement. These people have this all the time. I went to a bunch of them after that, never saw anything like that again. but demonstration and uh, and let me just take a, another little step out here. Had this stern for a couple days. I believe that you, there's just um, two things that God dropped in my heart. I couldn't even tell you exactly when it was. Whoa, it, was either. it may have been the beginning of 2019. Man, I couldn't even tell you when it was. But the Holy Ghost dropped two words on the inside of me. I'm, I'm not, I don't go looking for the word for the upcoming year. I let other people do that. But for me, God just dropped two words, two things on the inside of me. And that was uh, um, special faith and angels. The two things that I knew we were to be watching for. Praying about. And watching for, and so I thought. You know, I think I told the church that I said I, I believe. Two, I believe there's two things we're going to see a lot in the future. We're going to see demonstrations of special faith and uh, and, and angels. Well, um, uh, January 8th of 2020. Nobody knew there was a COVID coming. Nobody knew anything. Right. But the January 8th, which was a Wednesday night. We're having praise and worship in the church. We're in the house, you know, and I'm over on the front row over here. And uh, um, all of a sudden, just on the inside, inside, um, I heard uh, windfalls coming. Windfalls coming. Well, I didn't know exactly what that was. I knew it was good. You know, had to look it up. And uh, and I thought, oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I'll take that. And God all of a sudden really dealt with me. Just rolls up inside. That's not just for you. Share it with the church. So I got up to the church and I said, "I don't know exactly what this means," and I didn't realize at the time because it wasn't real earth shaking. But I got up and I said, "I said, Spirit of God just said windfall is coming," and that's all I can tell you. Windfall is coming. Well, um, here we are, uh, almost a year down the road. That was January eighth, so you know we're we're ten months down the road, and um, I, I shared that with the church, and and um, it wasn't february within two months our church had the biggest windfall we've ever had in 21 years of being the church wow. yeah. i mean i mean a mega mega windfall came to the church um never happened before hasn't happened since then but i'll tell you what sure nice one it happened and yeah. and um and all of a sudden people started contacting us out of the church saying i got a windfall I got a windfall. Something just happened. I mean, out of the clear blue, you know, the uh, the company I work for just sent me a big bonus check. I wasn't supposed to get one. But they said, and we had, we, we're still, I mean, here we are 10 months later. We're still getting testimonies from people in that, that were in that service or watching online or whatever. We're still having results. People are telling us on a consistent basis, not quite as much as it was 10 months ago. But we're having people from all across the church saying, I I got a windfall. That's kind of the theme of our church right now is windfall. People have been getting all kinds of, I mean, people getting, you know, two level raises in their job. They're they're going from here to supervisors and pay scales that go with it. Amazing things have taken place. And I look back and I realized it wasn 't re- anything that it wasn 't like earth shaking spectacular, no jerking, no shaking, no nothing but I realized it was it was a word of special faith, and when it went out, it was like this can 't not happen right this cannot not happen that 's what when it 's special faith it just it just when it's special faith it 's just like god saying it himself okay it 's just by the holy ghost and and uh and you know, like somebody said, you know what God's going to do for it, does it? And so, so just a demonstration to our church. It's so funny because people still talk about the this year of windfall. Of course, then we went into COVID, and the windfall maintained. It kept coming, it kept coming, and, and uh, there was another uh, instance uh, actually just before that. And it, and again, I, I, as I said before, I'm not necessarily given to all this right. as a general rule. But uh, there was an there was a, a situation with an angel, okay. And there was an angel that, you know, I didn't see him, but, but showed up in a, in a room and, and spoke two things to me and and uh, said, I'm going to go take care of two things. I said, good, praise God. Go, my God supplies all my need. One of them he's still working on, but the other one um, had to do with finances. And so I'm telling you, so before COVID ever hit, there's a manifestation of an angel they're sent to minister the last, uh, verse of Hebrews, the first chapter. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those to bears of salvation? I've had them minister to me. I've had them, I have had them protect me so many times. I've had them do so many things, but you know, somebody I learned from years ago said they're not just ministering for you, uh, to you, but they'll minister for you. And so I, I thought, well, here's a prime example of that. You know, i this, there, there's an angel said just came, just, Came in. I didn't see him. Didn't you know? Wasn't like open vision or anything. I just heard on the inside. I knew there was a presence in the room, and um, and this 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 angel said, "I'm, I'm going to go." He said, "I'm going to go take care of the finances." And I thought, "Well, that's great." But the finances are okay. They're good. They're good. I didn't know COVID was coming. So when COVID hit, not only just before that are we getting windfall, but we've already got angels out there, and they don't work alone. You know, the Bible says, and I think it's in Revelation, says concerning the angels there are 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Well, of course, our accountant, I used that phrase one time, of course, the accountant goes back and he figures out how many that is. And he said, that means if we have 7.5 billion people on earth, that means every one of us has over 8,000 angels at our access. I thought, well, okay, mine ain't going to get bored. I'm going to keep <laughs> them busy. <laughs> they hearken to the voice of his word hundred and third psalm they hearken to the they're mighty in strength but they hearken to the they don't just hearken to his word you got to give voice to it you give voice to it they'll hearken to it so anyway and so we get into this thing and all of a sudden we're watching this and covid comes and and they shut the church down and every you know folks are watching online and the church opens back up and and forty percent don't come back
1: right
0: you know they say 10% are afraid to come back, the other 30% probably never will come back. So anyway, so everything changes, and, 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 but I, I keep going to the accountant. and I go, are you, got, are you getting this right? Cause all the numbers are changing in the seats, but the numbers aren't changing in the accounting office. I'm not sure how these guys are doing that, but the angels, I'm talking about demonstration of angels. I believe we're heading into a major demonstration of angels in the day. Divine protection? Absolutely. Absolutely. Divine protection. It's going to be very common for us to say, man, there, I don't know if an angel showed up or just, you know, visibly or just helped, but man, I've had, we're going to have more and more testimonies of things where something should have happened and it didn't happen because, because there was an angel involved in it. If every one of us has, oh, is it 7,000 or 8,000? Hmm? You said eight. Did I say eight? Well, I must be right then. Yeah. That's what I said.
1: Let's
0: with yeah, let's go with eight. I'm not going to figure ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands. I'm going to let Matt do that. But anyway, but anyway, demonstra- demonstration of angels um, um, in, in in so many areas. Uh, my goodness, They're, they'll be out there ministering for us. I've had things over the years, I've had things I needed to sell, you know, equipment I needed to sell. Nobody wanted it. I, that's angels. Man, my God supplies all my need. I need a buyer. And all of a sudden, man, people are making phone calls in, buying stuff that nobody else wanted. They know who's out there. They know who's got what we need. They know who needs what we, they, who needs what we have. They know where there are people looking for a place to invest that's a good investment. They know where you need buildings, they know where you need equipment, they they know everything down here. God done rain stuff out of heaven, it's already down here. He just needs somebody down here to go find what we need and bring it to us. Divine connections, divine encounters. This is just the way it works. And I just give you Oh, give me give me five more minutes. How about that? We were in a meeting, and, and and then miracles, miracles. Maybe we might need ten minutes. Miracles, um, with angels working. You know, now it doesn't matter whether they do or not. It doesn't matter whether you see them or not. But there ought to be an expectation that I got divine help, no matter what I'm doing. If I never see one, if I never sense one, if I never feel one, if I never hear one, does not make a bit of difference. I just have a confidence that I got angels that are helping me with all the stuff that goes on down here.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh man we were in a meeting in uh we 're in a meeting in Munich, Germany, years ago now. And um, there's another minister, a friend of ours, that was with us. We were in a church there in Munich and, and uh um, we we're having like a week of meetings there and morning and night. We're in this one in this one meeting and and uh uh this other fellow we're sitting on the front row Janet and I are sitting on the front row this other fellow ministering you know and, and he's flowing and he's flowing with word of knowledge you know he's just calling things out and, you know people, people are getting healed and, wh- and he's just doing what he does and all of a sudden it was, it, it, the auditorium was built a little bit like this center aisle like this all of a sudden here comes this guy down the center aisle He's, you know, like, uh, Luke 13, there was a certain woman that was bowed over together, could in no wise lift up herself. That's what this guy looked like. He's bowed over. He can't, he's trying to look up like this to see where he's going. And he's scooting his feet like this. Oh my. And he's, he's just slowly crawling, not crawling, but he's scooting up this aisle, totally bent over. Well, we didn't know till later he was in Hitler's army. He was taken prisoner by the Soviets. He was taken to, uh, Siberia and went in a prisoner war camp where he spent the entire World War II. And in the prisoner war camp in Siberia, he's the one that they would load his back up with wood to take it to the barracks. And so he hauled wood through the winter temperatures. So by the time he was released from there, Arthritis had set in, and so from 1940-whatever when he got out of there until 1985, so 40 years, he's not been able to stand up for 40 years. That's all. We don't know this until later, and we don't know who this guy is. We haven't seen him in any of the meetings. He comes shuffling down here to the front, and platform's a little bit lower than this. This second floor, kind of a low ceiling, platform's a little lower than this. This other fellow's on the platform, the minister that was with us there. And, um, and, and and this guy comes up. He's standing on the edge of the platform. This guy comes up. Somehow he gets down on his knees, and he puts his hands on this preacher's feet. And, and he jumps back, and he goes, uh-uh, I'm not the healer. I'm not doing this. Don't, don't you get me in trouble. He says, I'm not doing the healing. Jesus is the healer. He said, stand back up. Well, the guy, of course, this is all through an interpreter. The guy stands back up. He's, he's all bowed over like this. And I'm telling you, we, we sat right over here on the front row. Never seen anything like it in my life. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, we're watching this guy start doing this. Slowly, he's standing up like this. And the, the straighter he gets, the bigger his eyes are getting. His eyes are really big. And he's pretty soon, he's standing up just like this. And the preacher up here is going, look at that, look at that, look at that. And I'm going, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking. He said, look at that. He said, there's a big angel that's behind him. He's got hold of both shoulders and he's straightening this guy out. And we watched, and I'm telling you, he not only got straightened out, but he came up on his tiptoes. I thought he was going to go airborne. He was on his tiptoes. Something had him by the shoulders. Straightened his back out like that. He turned around and walked back to the back of the building a whole man. Angels working in there. Angels working in there. Amazing things. Well, if it can happen there, well, what if God wants to use an angel? What if he doesn't want to use it? It doesn't matter. Let him figure out how to do it. It's still his power that does the healing. Yeah. If he wants to use angels, then why not? We're in another meeting. Actually, with the same preacher. We're in California. And all of a sudden, he says, there's somebody here. Your, your whole skeletal system is messed up from an accident you had. Whoever you are, some lady, come up here. Well, this lady comes down this side aisle down here, and she's in bad shape. I mean, her skeletal system is all messed up. She got rest about this far, and all of a sudden, bang, she hit the floor like that. And he's just standing there, and all of a sudden, we're looking at her, and... And it's not like she's trying to move like this. It was like her feet were going like this. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it healthy. Her feet are going back and forth like this. And it kept going back and forth and back and forth. And he goes, look at that. He said that angel's got a hold of her feet. He's just readjusting her whole skeletal system right over there. All of a sudden she sat up, got up, and walked back to her seat perfectly whole. Angel's working with us. Hallelujah. We might as well get ready for it, folks. We're going to have demonstrations of angels. Demonstrations. Not only divine protection. Not all, I got dropped off in the middle of Kenya. I had no idea where I was. First time overseas. Got dropped off in a field just before dark in the middle of Kenya. We're not close to anything. The pilot dropped us off with his little plane. Dropped us off. Got back in the plane and took off. We had, we, I don't even know what country we're in. I haven't slept in two days. And, and, and uh, man, it's about to get dark. And there's no, nobody around. We're, we're, there's like a little two-lane cow path. That's the only road out there. Nobody's driving on it. It's going to get dark. There's a big storm coming in. That's why the pilot wanted to get out of there in a hurry. Man, you know, and it's like, this is not a pretty sight. All of a sudden, this guy comes walking out of the, we're in Kenya. Guy comes walking out of the woods, walks up. He looks Kenyan. He walks over, perfect English. He says, may I help you? I said, probably, I think. We said, we need to get to, the pilot said we need to go to Caricho and to get a ride to the T Hotel in Caricho. And there we could get a, a taxi to get to Kasuma, where we're supposed to be going. And we just need a ride in. He said, okay. Okay. Now, we'd seen one vehicle came, come by. We tried to flag him down and they went way out around us like they didn't want to pick us up. He steps out. Here comes, all of a sudden, just like that, here comes a vehicle. He steps out in front, holds his hands up, talks to the guy, arranges, you know, a a, a fare, which was almost nothing. We paid for the ride. He puts our luggage on top, ties it down, helps us in. It's a little uh, mini truck for transportation. Puts us in the back and says, gentlemen, have a good day. And he walks and disappears back into the woods. (laughs) We were told later on by our contact there, Silas Awiti, we were told, he said, I know where you were. He said, my brothers, we've had a miracle. He said, anybody that gets dropped off in that part of our country is never seen again. You were in a very, very, very bad territory. And he said, usually you find belongings around the countryside, but you never find the bodies. You go, oh, okay, all right. I expect, I, we've probably seen that guy in a lot of different forms in a lot of different countries. But he saved our lives. I know he did that night. So you get divine protection, you get divine assistance. But I'll tell you what, in the realm of miracles, I believe we're going to see some real workings of angels. Hallelujah! I'll finish with this one. Um, I did a, a camp meeting in, in, a, in a Poland number probably six, seven years ago. Did a camp meeting over there. I was getting ready for the, to do the evening service. And, and, and I just rose up on the inside. You're going to have angels working with you tonight. I so, said, okay, you know, I'm all for that. And uh got out there and, and ministered you know, and just just I just said I just have a stirring to call, pray for anybody with with uh, uh, back problems. Well, people you know came and just lined up across the front and and uh, I had a sense didn 't see anything didn't hear anything, had a sense of some real divine assistance it, it was a sense of somebody working with me in that prayer line can't describe it any other way didn't see anything you know i wouldn't stake my life on it had a sense afterwards. This guy comes up, gets an interpreter. Guy, probably, I would say, maybe, maybe, roughly 70 years old, guessing. He comes up through an interpreter. He says, "I don't know what this is." He said, "I don't know what you people are doing. I've never been in a meeting like this in my life." I said, "Yeah." He said, "I just ended up here in this service. Somebody invited him, I guess." He said, uh, "He said, and he said, I, when I came here, he said I had tumors." all up and down my spine, tumors all up. and He said, I lived in pain, tumors all up and down my spine. And he said, you told people to come up with back problems, but he said, I didn't know what you were doing. I don't know what that is. So, you know, why are you going to, why do you want everybody's back? Didn't know anything about the gospel, about word of knowledge, didn't know anything. And uh, he said, so I didn't come up because I didn't know what that was all about. But he said, while you were putting your hands on those people up there, he said, somebody put a hand on me. And he said, I turned around to see who, that, who put their hand on me. He said, there wasn't anybody there. He said, somebody st- stood back there and put their hand on my back and left it there. But he said, when I turned around, there, there wasn't anybody there. I said, yeah. And he said, but when that all lifted, he said, I checked. And he said, the tumors are gone off my back. Every one of them, everyone is gone. Whatever that hand did in my back, all the tumors are gone off my back. I thought, there's that angel, the Holy Ghost said it's going to work. He went out and worked in the in the crowd while i 'm working with people up here in the front anyway we 've gone long enough let 's uh, let 's all stand to our feet and thank God for demonstrations, hallelujah. Hallelujah. demonstrations of the spirit, demonstrations of power. hallelujah, hallelujah. glory to God, thank praise God, you, thank Lord. you Father mm, mm. thank you, Lord. Thank you, oh, they hearken to the voice of your word, dear Lord. may we be strong enough and smart enough. To be very, very frequent declarers of your word. And we boldly say, my God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I thank you that angels hearken to the voice of the word, your word. They don't just honor the word, they hearken to the voice of your word. And I thank you for it, dear Father. And for all of us in here, I thank you. We're just believing you. We're believing you for great increase. Believing you for great increase the greatest amount of millionaires ever ever uh made in our country was during the great depression i thank you dear father hallelujah That during the great uh uh recession uh coronavirus uh antifa whatever it is in the middle of that i thank you father you're reaching out to your folks believers ministries business persons local churches and i thank you the lord i again declare windfall windfall it's like that's still rolling on the inside windfall windfalls looking it windfalls tracking us down in the name of jesus we thank you for it dear father hallelujah i just we just we just all declare that over ourselves hallelujah glory to god in jesus name amen 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 hallelujah praise god praise god hallelujah well thank god for his word thank god for the holy ghost thank god for